It's the Hoffman Show. We are on the Team 980. We are always live as well on the free Odyssey app. We will be streaming live on YouTube in a moment, Anthony. Oop. Uh, OBS just crashed. So YouTube's going to be another another moment because cause stuff's not working. My, camera, my camera's not firing, Anthony. You see me. But the home, the home studio setup is—it's uh, revolting against me, Anthony. What are we gonna do? Uh, I think we're just going to talk until you know technology stops technologying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. we're on the radio, which is the most important thing, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Uh, you know the the whole radio show thing because that's our that's our job. Uh, as as CK likes to remind me, our my boss slash our boss. Uh, hey, the YouTube stream is is great, but like we pay you to do the radio show. So um, here's what we got coming up on the radio show uh, that will eventually stream live on YouTube today. Um, we got do we have Cordell at five o'clock, by the way, Anthony? Yes, sir. All right. Cordell Woodland coming up at five o'clock. He is a Ravens insider. Uh, so we will be talking to him about, uh, of course, the Ravens game this weekend. Uh, we will also be talking to him about the coordinators there, Anthony Weaver, or I guess you should say uh, the coaches there that are candidates here, Anthony Weaver, uh, the defensive coordinator uh, or the defensive line coach in Baltimore, and Mike McDonald. Uh, we will give you the latest on the commander's coaching search in that sense. And also, I, I don't know if you know this, Ant, but Cordell is actually a big commander's fan, even though he covers the Ravens. So he's got a nice pulse on what's going on here, too. Uh, so we'll do that, and then we'll also uh, talk about the AFC championship game. Uh, also, we, we were going to do this yesterday, but with the um, with with the Wizards news yesterday, we oh Lord, throat going crazy today. Um, with the Wizards news yesterday, we did not get a chance to play our chat with Jim Nagy from Take Command. So uh, we will definitely do that uh, coming up today. Jim is, of course, the senior director or the executive director. I beg your pardon of the senior bowl and he is really locked in on one. He worked with Adam Peters for a bunch of years Two, He's locked in on all the prospects. So we talked to him on take command, tremendous insight and the senior bowl is next week. So we will get him uh, coming up uh, in just a little bit as well. Um, obviously preview the playoff games this weekend. So a uh, big old show coming up over the next three hours. Um, but we'll start the show. Actually, Anthony, what I was doing right before the show was I sat on my couch over there, my new fancy couch that's upstairs here in my, my home office, and I turned my little TV that currently you are on, and I fired up the old YouTube, and uh, we, we started watching some quarterbacks. And I'm not going to say that this is the official launch of uh of our quarterback guide so what my hope is like monday tuesday of next week well probably not monday because monday we'll do a lot of uh reaction to the playoff games but let's say let's let's jot in for tuesday or wednesday of next week a full like official hoffman show beginner's guide to the 2024 quarterback class so what i was able to do today was watch one full game worth of throws for three guys. I watched Drake May versus Notre Dame. I watched Jaden Daniels versus Alabama. And I watched Caleb Williams versus Oregon. 
um, I started to watch Bo Nix versus uh, Bo Nix versus Washington, and uh, I got interrupted. So I, I got the top three guys who are the most important for the Commanders, if we're being honest, because it is very, very likely ninety five percent, let's say, that they draft one of those three. Maybe it's not that high. I don't know. We'll we'll get to it. Because um, I I do still think like we we are way too early in the process to rule out a trade down situation or or anything else. Um, but I watched I watched one game's worth of those three guys. Every drop back they had TV copy, not all twenty two, which is relevant. Um, and it becomes especially relevant, I will say, for May and Williams. I watched a full game of Williams and a full game of May. And I think between those two, I might have seen five throws on time. Those dudes never play on schedule. And it is like I've, I've started to see in some scouting reports, and Logan has mentioned this as well, that for May, it looks like tall Sam Howell a lot. And I've also seen people start to call that out. It's like, oh, that's lazy analysis. You're just scouting the helmet. And I'm like, I don't know, man. With Drake May, there's a lot of tall Sam Howell. Now, there are benefits to being a tall Sam Howell. The playmaking stuff is great. The arm strength, the ability to make big-time throws, like uh, the ability to make these holy crap, how did he do that type of plays. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff that like when Sam was rolling this year that you're like, hey, if he can get the other stuff, that's great. I can't teach the stuff he's doing right now. Excellent. Uh, let's, let's have ourselves a, a Sam Howell party. Obviously that party ended. Um, but you see a lot of that stuff with May. And then if you're taller, theoretically, once you get into an NFL system, Sam's inability to see the middle of the field, uh, it looks like over some of his offensive linemen at times is, is tremendously discounted. You could actually see some more on time stuff over the middle of the field. Once he gets into an NFL system with NFL coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But the big arm, the ability to make, it feels like every throw um, is there. And it, it feels like he can make every throw until you watch Caleb Williams play. And then Williams does has like the Patrick Mahomes bag of throws, and you're like, oh, neat. I see why everybody loves him. I also could see Caleb Williams, like, to be clear, I'm not trashing Caleb Williams, nor do I think he's going to flame out and bust. But I could see how it happens. And I think that's interesting for a guy that is universally seen as the number one pick because that do, like, think of like, I don't know, Anthony, how much have you watched Williams? How much did you uh, watch him this year? I probably watched like six, six games, maybe. Okay. You, man, you're up late. They don't never, speaking of never on time, they don't play on a time that I, that your boy's awake. Yeah. Not in this household. West coast college I mean, football. He, he, Not a chance. He's also from here. So I, yeah, I, no, I, I give him some love. Yeah, no, I, I mean, all, all the love for, for the DMV kid. But, like, think of Patrick Mahomes' craziest highlights. The ones where he scrambles for 10 seconds, winds up spinning three times, like, crosses through the pocket twice, and then underhand throws the ball to someone 35 down, yards down the field on a dime. In that uh, game against Oregon, which they lost, by the way, it felt like he did that seven times. You're like, and and the rest of the plays, he's running around like crazy. Like, he is all over the damn place. Now, I realize it's one game. I got to watch a lot more. But the high-end, like, Mahomesian nonsense that actually works, 
Caleb Williams has that bag. And there is, and then you see the occasional, like in the game, there are three to four throws. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm over exaggerating here. There are three to four throws that are on time and where he just hits it. And like, there's, there's obviously some quick game stuff and like some predetermined screens and things that are on time, but I'm talking drop back ball hits or back foot hits ball is out. And that dude can zip it. Like even in college one, the camera angle at whatever stadium they were at. I think it was, I think it was at Oregon. It was. The camera angle is super wide, so everything just feels tiny um, compared to like what it feels like in, in the NFL and where the cameras are uh, in the zoom level. And not to mention with the hashes, the field feels enormous because some of these throws are so long. But like Williams can rip it, and that's really impressive. So from a trait standpoint, I understand why these, he's the undisputed number one guy. His escapability, his playmaking ability, his arm strength, his ability to throw from different arm angles – like Caleb Williams is extremely impressive. Um, but I also see, like I got done watching uh, Jaden Daniels versus Alabama and I immediately understood why some scouts are going to have him number one. I don't know whether any teams will, like, will, will there be a GM who has three scouts that all think Jaden Daniels is better and he's the number one guy and, and that team and certainly is that team Chicago. It does not feel like it at this time in the draft process. But if you want to watch a game where a quarterback has his feet underneath him is making tight window throws against a high quality defense is able to showcase extremely high level athleticism as a runner, making guys miss great angles in the run game in terms of how he, uh, makes guys miss and like kind of that Lamar type of thing, not necessarily the jukiness of Lamar, but you know, when Lamar runs and it just feels like everyone else is playing in quicksand, Jaden Daniels does that to Alabama. And then on the, on the throwing side, again, feet underneath him on time, often on target. It's not amazing, but it's really good. And he does have some misses, of course, but like generally speaking, he's getting the ball out within the, the scheme on time, on target. And I just think like he looks so much more composed where May and Williams in the games that I watched of them drop back and it's like they're waiting to go make a playoff schedule. Daniels is like, can I? Yep. Bang. Can I? Yep. Bang. Can I? Nope. Shift. Shift. Oh, there's a throw. Bang. Can I shift? No. Oh, crap. Here comes Dallas Turner. Run away from Dallas Turner and four other NFL guys for a 35-yard gain. I will say, on the con side for Daniels, I think I mentioned this the other day. I saw a tweet that I wholeheartedly agree with. Every time Jaden Daniels takes a hit, he looks like a Looney Tunes character. And that does scare me a little bit. It just feels like there's limbs that go everywhere. So I will say... That's a little bit scary. Um, you would like a little more, you'd like to feel a little bit better about his, his solidity. Like when, when even young Russell Wilson like was out there running around, like Russ was small. Sam has this too. Like those guys are small height wise, but they get hit. And unless you get like rocked, like Sam did that, that hit early in the year against Arizona, Man. where anybody is going to look like they got rocked. It does. They don't take clean hits. Like Russell Wilson never gets hit clean. Jaden Daniels gets hit clean quite a bit. So 
that is something he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to learn how to slide. He's going to have to learn how to not take as many direct shots because the dudes in the NFL are bigger and faster, and that's going to hurt. But if he can learn how to not get hit and look like a Looney Tunes character, I do really like Jaden Daniels and through one random game each of watching. And I realized that I pay, I accidentally, it just happened to be what YouTube recommended. This wasn't even a conscious choice. I started with Jaden Daniels versus Alabama. And then I saw a Caleb Williams game or Drake may game pop up and I clicked it. I didn't know the result. I didn't know what happened. It happened to be a loss to Notre Dame where he does make some really good throws. Like some of the downfield stuff for him is like very, very special and also plays into the Sam Howell comparison. But like, that dude can throw a deep ball. Um, and then and then another Williams tape popped up every throw versus Oregon. I was like, sure, click. Watch that. Um, so I picked one of Daniel's best games in probably middle of the pack to not great for the other two, especially Williams versus Oregon. I, I know that was one of his worst games of the season. Um, I I My ranking would be Williams understanding that there's a lot more there and uh, to watch and also seeing the traits. Daniels and then May and I'm my plan is over the weekend and into early next week to try to watch at least three if not four to five games of each of those guys and let's say three each of Penix, Knicks and uh, MJJ McCarthy and then be able to give kind of a better summary we'll do like a 20 minute segment where we do a Hoffman show beginner's guide to the 2024 NFL draft quarterback class. So we'll do that next week. Very much looking forward to it. Um, Anthony, in the meantime, what the hell do we, I like we've had so much stuff going on today. We've, we've tossed around so many ideas. What else are, what else are we doing on the show today? What's, what's coming next? What's, what's on the plan? What'd you put in the rundown or next? Yeah. Uh, I thought we was mainly going to talk about, uh, Daniel's, and uh, we take some calls on the quarterback stuff. Yeah, maybe that, and then um, hit take a man. Okay, so that's that's the plan. Uh, let's do that. We will take your calls next. 301-230-0980. Who's your favorite of those top three? And do you think one of the next three can break into that bunch? I can also tell you the one that I think will break in potentially, and and why I don't think May is a lock to be QB3. That's next. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.